my wife has told me I'm not a very patient guy. And, uh, you know, that's the fun thing about alfalfa is I can see results instantaneously. And that's, that's probably my most favorite part. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Well, hello, and thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we spend our time helping growers increase yield and improve profits. And that's not only in corn and beans and milo and wheat, but it's also in alfalfa, which is our target for today. I'm very lucky. I have a really good friend who has graciously consented to give me his time. He runs the National Research Farm out in Nebraska, and so he has a lot of hands-on experience taking the products and making them work. And I'd like to welcome to the call my good friend, Brandon. Brandon, welcome. Well, thank you, Rod. A pleasure to be on the call today. I'm excited to talk about one of the all-favorite crops that we have here in Fall City, alfalfa. Fantastic. Well, let's just start at the very beginning. Let's just say that you're getting ready to, I know you guys do some seeding in August and you do some in the early spring, but uh, either way, let's talk about what you've been doing, getting prepared to seed either quickly here this spring or in late August, early September. What are the steps you've already taken? Well, it's funny that you say that because here we are headed into spring and uh, we're kind of making our plans and preparations for establishing another 60 acres alfalfa this spring. And whether it's spring or fall, the process is pretty well the same. You know, I I like the fall application just as much as the spring in terms of how it establishes. So what we like to do to start is we do cultivate everything. We do work it down with a brilliant packer. We harrow it perfectly smooth. And then when it comes down to seed prep, we're going to use our soil excito product, our WEX product, and then we like to apply the Cintos product to get that ground prepped. And we're going to apply that just before we seed our alfalfa stamp. And then on the alfalfa seeding itself, we like to use the Amplify product. And that is the big secret. Absolutely. Those four things work together in the sugar product, the WEX, and the soil excito. Those are all, as you said, to condition the soil and to promote root growth early. Are you spraying those on and then rolling them in with your last roller pass, or how are you doing that? Absolutely. So shortly after we harrow it and pack it the one last time, we use a brilliant seeder. And so just before we seed with the brilliant seeder, we're going to apply those products. I think we typically do about a quart of wax, sometimes a quart and a half. And we'll also put down, I think, about 15 ounces of the soil excito and about a pint of Decentos product. Awesome. Talk about the Amplify products, whether you're using, the, let's assume you're using the D, the dry powder. What's the usage rate on that when you're doing it on alfalfa, Brandon? So typically, uh, that product comes with a two-ounce scoop in the uh, container, and we're putting one scoop per 50-pound bag of seed. We do things a little bit specifically at the farm. What we use, we actually use a concrete mixer. We dump a scoop of that in a concrete mixer, blend it up really good. And, you know, it's one of those things, from time to time, I've been known to be a moron, and this is not a good time to put more on. We only want to use one scoop. And you can barely tell that it's on the seed, but it makes an unbelievable difference when it comes to emergence. Absolutely. It really, really does. It just comes up out of the ground like it's angry. What kind of rate are you applying when you're seeding? So we do a a little pounds per acre. Absolutely. So we do a little bit heavier seeding to start with. We do 16 pounds and we do that two different directions. We do it two different directions simply because, so a total of 32 pounds. 
but simply because it gives us a really nice, consistent seed bed and a smooth pack with that brilliant packer. We don't have any skips. We don't have any kind of ridges or humps. Everything's just perfectly smooth. It really kind of reminds me of that smooth uh, harrow finish on a baseball field when we're all said and done with it. And we do that because uh, we, we use a little heavier rate simply because our stands of alfalfa typically get utilized a little bit longer than some. And we know how important that initial stand is. And it actually comes back to the Amplify because every one of those seeds matters to us. And we want to get as many of those up and going because when that alfalfa autotoxicity kicks in, we're going to be left with what we start with. Yeah, exactly. There's no going back and saying, ooh, I think I'll hit her one more time. That's that's off the table. So 32 pounds the acre. But I know you guys, you're typically getting four to five cuttings a year. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. We averaged about four and a quarter across about 280 acres last year. Okay. And I'm uh, assuming there, when you said your stands last longer, give us, and I know there are people who will say, well, genetics change, you should do blah, blah, blah. Genetics do change and it does get better. But when you seed it that heavy, you don't have the weeds and you can get a lot longer life out of your stand. And so what kind of stand life are you looking for with your alfalfa? So we typically kind of shoot for that five to seven year range. It's one of those deals. We always monitor our stands, and that they're usually the ones that kind of the stand determines how long it stays in production. It comes down to if we're continuing to get uh, lots of tonnage off of that stand, there's no reason to tear it up as far as we're concerned. We do Absolutely. not use Roundup Ready Alfalfa, and so, you know, weeds can be an issue, but typically they're not when you have such a strong stand to start with. Correct. That's fantastic, and that's what we do. So we've got it prepared. We've got it up. We've got it growing. Now we're going to, we take our first cutting. When you cut that, what are the things that you apply to that alfalfa in the process of cutting it? Where we are at there in southeast Nebraska, we're about 10 miles from the Missouri River. And so humidity is just something that we put up with. Typically, we we often have 90 degree temperature and 100% humidity, and that's just the name of the game. And so (laughs) when it comes to dry, you know, it's just one of those wonderful things. We're blessed with moisture and and the humidity is part of that. So when it comes to dry down, we want to give that alfalfa every chance that we can to dry down consistently and evenly. So we use the ProServe product, and we also use some of the Wex product again. And this is uh, always kind of a fun time because this is where we kind of start confusing people because they're thinking, well, wait a second, we thought you used Wex from the establishment. Well, when we understand how the Wex (laughs) product works, it also fits very, very well to help dry down and open up that waxy surface on uh, that alfalfa. So the ProServe is going to help kind of hold the chlorophyll, help it dry down consistently. So we're not just drying down the top of the windrow, but the whole windrow evenly and consistently. Absolutely. And that's, so that cuts some time off between the time you mow and the time that you can actually get in there and bale that again, correct? You know, if we can save a half a day to three quarters of a day of drying, that means a, a lot, especially when, you know, storms can pop up every three to five days where we're at. Yeah, and it reduces your exposure. That's the bottom line. It just reduces your exposure to risk like the weather coming in and raining on you. Today's episode is brought to you by our new partnership with Solar. We're saying goodbye to our electric bill. At the end of 2021, we made the decision to get solar panels. The solar company we have partnered with has made things so quick and seamless. They finished our installation on two of our projects within 24 hours. 
there are incredible tax benefits and no electric bill. That makes it a win-win. The company we're working with even financed the project at less than 2% interest with no money down. That makes our monthly payment $100 less than our electric bill was. You can get your free quote at www.abetterwaytofarm.com forward slash solar. Again, abetterwaytofarm.com forward slash solar. Now you've cut it, you've bailed it, you've got it off there. What's the next thing that you do to that alfalfa stand, Brandon? So, you know, this is kind of my favorite part um, of our uh, fertilizer program. The ability to foliar feed and the ability to push that crop in season is one of our uh, biggest secret weapons as far as I'm concerned. When we can foliar feed (laughs) throughout the season and apply those nutrients right where they need it, there's nothing better than that. So what we do is actually we're getting ready to do this here just next week on some of our uh, established stands. And uh, we'll go out there with about three gallons of 215-19 or 318-18. And then we're going to go out there with about a, a pint of Centos. Sometimes we'll use the soil excito, or the, excuse me, the foliar excito product. Sometimes we'll use the Intensify product. And then sometimes we use the Kip Keller's Nutrient Compass product. And, uh, but what we're really after is, is giving that plant a, a kick of PK and S. And then the Centos is just going to kind of help stimulate some biological activity there. Probably the other biggest part of that whole process is the ability to target micronutrient needs. And we can talk about tissue testing in a second, but micronutrients are a huge part of our foliar and of our fertilizer program. Absolutely. Now, we should we would highly recommend tissue testing right before we cut to see what it was we were deficient in. In the absence of that or due to the fact that you've done it several times, you, you have pretty much an idea, a package of what micros you're going to put in with that uh, foliar fertilizer and what micros would that be? You know, it's one of those things you're right. You know, this spring, there's nothing to tissue test. We know we're going to need boron and we know we're going to need manganese. And there's a good chance we could use a little bit of calcium too. So for this spring, we'll start with boron, manganese, and calcium. Typically, as we look at an established stand or even that new stand we just established, when that crop gets to about six inches tall, I'd like to pull a tissue test and send that in. Because sometimes I can look at a soil test, and that soil test is going to give me a lot of an idea, but sometimes those nutrients still don't make it into the actual plant itself. And so it does a really, really good job of telling us exactly what's getting in the plant and what we can apply. Absolutely. And that's, and even having it in the soil does not guarantee it into the plant the adequate amounts due to tie up and several different factors there. So you're looking at boron, you're looking at calcium. We know that an alfalfa plant has a huge need for those. We know we're very zinc deficient as we move across the Midwest here, or excuse me, we're very boron deficient. Uh, We're very boron deficient as we move across the Midwest. And so that's a huge need that we have also. So that is a great program to get started with. And then you can fine tune it after that with your tissue testing. Brandon, talk to us about what would you do at the end of the year to put that alfalfa crop to sleep to help prevent winter kill, heaving, and those kinds of things. So it's one of those things that's always kind of intriguing when you talk to people that manage their alfalfa differently because one phrase you use there I really like is fine-tuning. We want to manage that specific stand alfalfa patch by patch. And so it gives us the ability to apply nutrition all season long. We're not just spreading out our dry fertilizer in late March here or early April and just kind of going with it. We want to kind of cater to that plant all year long. Uh, One of the big parts of that 
for the following year is we'll apply again some 318.18. This time we will add a couple of gallons of our sidekick with a kind of a heavy sulfur shot. And the plant often will absorb that and then it'll kind of hold that in its roots and hold that kind of in the ground profile there to use throughout the next season. Sulfur can be kind of hot. We know that. We're fortunate we have a very, very friendly sulfur blend uh, that we can sometimes apply in season if the weather and the temperature is cooperative. It's a big part of our fall program. We do not put on micros in the fall uh, because there's no reason to stimulate that growth necessarily and target those micronutrient needs. I, I don't think it's an agronomic decision. Maybe if Absolutely. you have an unbelievable boron deficiency, it might be, but we like to be as agronomic as we possibly can. Absolutely. And making sure we're doing exactly what it needs and being cost effective is always key. So, Brandon, I appreciate your time. We're getting ready to wrap up here. Do you have anything else that you would like to add or say here in regards to using the system for alfalfa production? I do, actually. Two quick things. First being, we have a couple other products we didn't get a chance to talk about a whole lot, and those are some of our, a couple of our other hay preservatives. Uh, my favorite way to make hay is actually silage alfalfa, uh, and I love that silage alfalfa because we talked about Weston Proserve and trying to get it to dry down. If there's a situation where we can't get it to dry down, we don't have the weather window, our feed store product works unbelievably well in giving us the ability to go out and make silage bales and do them in a very fast and efficient manner. And then we get to capture all those awesome protein and all those awesome leaves that we work so hard to grow. It's really kind of a, those are, are kind of the back two parts of the system uh, that I really, really enjoy more than, than anything. So, uh, but with that, I, I uh, invite people to give us a call, give you a call and talk to us about alfalfa. It's a lot of fun to grow corn rod. You know, amplifying corn is great. It's even more fun on alfalfa. Uh, <laughs> My wife has told me I'm not a very patient guy, and, uh, you know, that's the fun thing about alfalfa is I can see results instantaneously, and that's that's probably my most favorite part. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're actually in Dallas, Texas, working very hard to help move a family member back home, and I know you've been up all night, and I, I just can't say thank you enough for giving me these 15, 20 minutes here. Folks, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, number one, if you find value in what we do, please give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you'd like some more information, perhaps you could check out abettertowaytofarm.com and go over and take a look at the profit calculator and see what you might be able to gain there and glean for your operation. We'd love to have you follow us on Facebook. We have about 750 plus videos with a lot of information that's loaded up there for you that you can uh, readily take and implement some ideas to help you. And lastly, I want to encourage you that uh, you can start looking for us on TikTok. Type in abettertowaytofarm.com on TikTok, and you're going to see a bunch of videos starting to drop there as we move forward in the social media world. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Your listeners are the most valuable part of this podcast. And if you need more information, feel free to reach out with a text or a call at 641-919-1206, or you can always send us a message on the Facebook page at A Better Way to Farm. Guys, thank you for listening. Brandon, thank you for helping. And I really hope everyone is having a better day. A better way to farm dot com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.